Welcome to the Fabric Podcast, where we explore company culture and how it scales as a company grows. Brought to you by the team at The Receptionist, a bootstrapped Denver-based software company. Each episode of Fabric will set out to uncover unique and uncommon answers to the question, how do companies of any size create a culture and core values that employees actually live out? On this episode of the podcast, we're joined by a trio who we think hasn't been together before on the show. This includes our founder, president, and CEO, Andy Alsop, our director of engineering and co-founder, Dylan Berry, and our director of sales, Tom Foster. They share with us about the process of becoming SOC 2 compliant, talking about what that actually means, and it's not just about security, and the benefits they've seen for themselves and our customers. They also share their thoughts and tips for companies considering getting SOC 2 certified. Enjoy the episode. All right, we have a fun group on the podcast today. I don't know if we've seen the three of you together in a while. So first of all, Andy, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you. Tom, welcome. Thank you, Sarah. Good to be here. And Dylan, it's been a while since we've seen you, so welcome back. Yeah, thanks, Sarah. Good to see you. Yeah, absolutely. So um, today we're talking about SOC 2 compliance. And Andy, set the stage for us before we dive in. We were aware of security before, so why did we do this? First of all, I don't even know if we've done this group of people before. So this is kind of cool that it's Tom, Dylan, and I, and, and you, Sarah. So that's great. You know, first and foremost, we hold our customers' data. And so that's an important responsibility. It's something that we take very seriously. And we had been doing a lot of um, security-related things in the past. Um, we have done penetration testing. We've had policies and procedures. We've um, done a lot of security training. We have ongoing security training with all the members of the team they have to do on a quarterly basis. So these were all things that we were already focused on. But what SOC 2 has really uh, given us is the ability to have somebody from the outside uh, looking in and saying why uh, and how we're doing what we're doing as opposed to just us saying, you know, this is what we're doing. Um, so I think that really it was important and it's incumbent on me as the CEO of the company that we are um, being good stewards of our customers' data. And so we've always looked at security of our application. We've looked at a lot of different aspects, but it was time that we actually um, said, let's do, uh, do SOC 2. And it, it's not an easy effort takes a lot of time from members of the staff. And all of that put together uh, said it was time for us to to dive in and do this and really kind of formalize uh, what we've been doing. So I think it was that's what was driving us and the responsibility we have to our customers to secure data and make sure that we're operating our company um, under best practices. Absolutely. And before we go too much further, let's clarify what is SOC 2? Yeah, I'll take that one, Sarah. Um, so I think uh, the default is for people to think that the S in SOC 2 stands for security. And while security is a large part of SOC 2, it really stands for system and organization controls. And what that kind of means is if you're a service organization providing service to other organizations, people want to know that what you say you do with their data and their information is actually what you're doing and not just trust that you say it, they want it verified. And so the process of 
going to a third-party auditor who comes into your organization and they look at all of the systems and procedures and policies that you have in place and verifies that, yeah, they're, they're actually doing what they say that they could do. And that allows us to then build trust with the prospective customers who come in and are just as interested in how we're treating their data. So it is a security is a part of it, but it's more, it's all, it's also more about like the hiring process of people and how do we, do we do background checks and how do we onboard someone to make sure that that's done in the, in a safe and secure way? How do we offboard people when someone leaves so that they don't have data still on their system that they get exposed to people later on? How do we deal with customers who come in and, and make a uh, customer service request? Um, do we verify that the account exists and that the person who's talking to us is a legit person? Like those are all things that are like policies and procedures that are the day-to-day workings of the business that aren't security of the application per se, but are security of our business and how we're treating our customers' data. Yeah, I love that you clarified that it's much broader than one might think, just sort of hearing the acronym and maybe making some assumptions about what that could be. So Tom, tell us, what does it mean to actually be SOC 2 certified? Well, I was one of those people that thought it stood for security. So (laughs) when I got on the first meeting with Delane, I was like, oh, wow. Um, So from a company standpoint, I think what it did, and I know I'm going to say security now, but it did, it created some some awareness that we didn't previously have um, from as simple as uh, how do you walk in the door? You know, are you behind a fob or are you behind a secure environment? Like looking at the environment that we have, not just the application, but it, it brought this awareness to everybody on the team of, Hey, there's somebody trying to follow me in right now. Um, who are you? But who are you here to see? Uh, those are the kind of things that I honestly, I would never would have thought of before we went through this, um, which is a really good thing. But I think really it's become a lifestyle in holding each other accountable with not just security, but also is that following that procedure? Is that following that policy? And the question no longer is, well, I'm going to say it today and do something different. Now that it's written and followable, we have these written processes and having written processes leads to a consistent with not only our internal employees, but also our customers as well. And, you know, Delin had mentioned this too, is hiring people. When we bring people on board, you know, we start that environment of our controls, the system controls of the entire organization. So it's not just like, oh, I've got to take this security test or, you know, anything like that. It really starts to ingrain in their mind. And for some people, it even flows to home. Like I know I don't open or click a link before I stop and think. It's just one of the things from our training. Like, did I really get this email? But then from a customer perspective, you know, we deal with small to the largest organizations and most secure places on the planet. You know, pen testing, everybody knows about. But SOC 2 has really become a very integral part of growth. And the reason is, is we used to get sent these you know, security and um, during an, uh, uh, a POC, a proof of concept, we get all these documentations and, you know, it's kind of funny, but they send them over, you know, these companies will send over these forms and somebody will fill them out. It's not really audited. So you can put anything you want on there, but by being SOC too, it's not just that we have these policies. It's that a third party has actually said, oh yeah, they have them and they're actually using them. So it shows our own attention to our own controls as well. And it also allowed us to look at some of our, like our privacy policies, uh, looking at how are we dealing with GDPR and, you know, the new CCPA and things like that, 
really helped us dig into what is this like from a customer and how do they they take security and they take their their especially when you're dealing with a SOC two company that's currently SOC two. Once you mention that we're SOC two as well, it's kind of like okay, you're like us, we got it, and it really helps eliminate some of the uh, the barriers that may have happened in the past. Absolutely, it's another layer of credibility to what you all are doing and how you're doing it. So. Oh, clearly you've already outlined a lot goes into this. So what was the certification process actually like and how long did it take? The certification process was rather lengthy. It took <laughs> us, but uh, it took us about a year. But I think part of that was because uh, like I had been a part of SOC audits in other companies where, you know, the auditors come in and you just have to supply uh, data and information to them, right? But I had never been through the process of like getting the company SOC compliant before. So like I knew all of some of the buzzwords and kind of like how things connected and all that other kind of stuff, but I had no idea how to even start any of this, you know? And it's like, it's kind of like a weird opaque thing that you, if you haven't experienced it before, it's really difficult to, <laughs> to figure out. So it took us a while of working with a couple of different vendors to finally land on someone who... And that now there are actually like two or three people who are kind of focused on this small to medium-sized business taking companies through the SOC um, process. We found a company called Vanta that helped us out with this. Um, there's also others like Drada out there. Um, and it, so anyone who's looking to do this, I highly recommend partnering with someone who does this specific task as opposed to trying to figure it out for yourself because you'll spend less time beating your head against a wall um, <laughs> doing it and, and move a little bit quicker, more quickly. Um, and and actually, once we got with Vanta, it was um, uh, almost like enjoyable because they kind of like gamified the thing, you know, like they give you all of your tasks and they tell you how what, what you have to do to complete each one and give you a little progress bar so you know how far you are and how far away you are. So you, it was actually uh, a little bit enjoyable, as enjoyable as it can get <laughs> um, uh, when once we found Vanta. So I don't know, Tom, if you had anything to add to that. but Yeah, just the beginning was like, when you talk about beating your head against the wall, so we didn't really know where to start. So Sarah, uh, our people operations coordinator, was so nice to help find some people. But while we were, before we really wanted to find a gap company, so if you're going to do this, I highly recommend anybody listening, uh, find somebody to do a gap assessment, because that's basically where you are and where you need to be. So they find that gap, is that we were trying to do this on an Excel spreadsheet going through... Um, <laughs> going through all of our current vendors and doing our risk assessment on them and trying to do it through like not knowing what we were going to. And I agree with Dwayne, like literally the meeting we found Vanta and went through it, we were like, we can see the light at the end of the tunnel. But I, I highly recommend don't just dive into the SOC 2, get a gap assessment, figure out what are the, what, what are you missing so that you can have that done. So when it comes time to actually get the SOC 2, audit done, you've got everything you need and there's no questions and it's really more of a formality. So yeah, beating your head against the wall. I love that, Dylan. <laughs> That's how it felt. Yeah, well, especially with such a, a big and lengthy process um, to find those ways that you can simplify, clarify, and just make it easier on yourselves. I mean, it's a good thing people know what they're doing um, better than us when it comes to this. Yeah, for sure. So when it comes to security for clients and specifically our security reviews, how does being SOC 2 compliant now impact that? I'll take this one because, um, yeah, when companies are doing their own risk assessments on us, they there's a list of things that they really ask for. 
everything from physical environments to securities to policies and procedures. And some of these forms that they would send us would be like extremely lengthy. So now I, I can't tell you how many calls I've been on with, with large companies and even small companies. And they would start asking all of these questions. I said, you know, this really sounds like everything that's in our SOC 2 report. And they're like, wait, you're SOC 2 compliant? Oh, I'm like, yeah, just get us an NDA and we'll give you the audited report. It basically takes, and you said it earlier, Sarah, was an added level of credibility because it's not just us saying something, it's coming from a third party, which I think is huge. But having a SOG2 means that most of what we have already is there for them for the taking. So it's, and it's easily digestible and it, it really simplifies our process. I mean, then another part is as we continue to grow, because we really do a grassroots expansion, you know, we, We'll get a couple of locations on and then another location from a company will be like, oh, let's use them. And it keeps growing and growing and growing. And we hit that level where their security department says, we need to do a risk assessment on them. And being able to say, yes, here's our SOC too. It really just, it's, it's just done. So yeah, the length of time, yes, it takes a long time, but once you have it, whew, you gain all that time back, which is really nice. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that you also clarified that it's information that you can share with people, that it's not just internal, you now know you're doing these things, but this is actually something that you can give to clients or prospective clients once an NDA is signed. But I think that's an important part for people to understand as well, that you can, it's not just that stamp of approval, but it's a stamp. And then you can also share the details of what's behind that. So that's pretty great. So I want to go back. So you talked about sort of these long delays. Um, Can you talk a little bit more about how that impacts the sales cycle? Well, I, would, I think I'd want to chime in on that one because yeah. I would literally see these questions going back and forth between Delenn and, and Tom. And then sometimes Tom would bring questions to me on these security reviews that a lot of the companies were asking for. And it was, it was almost maddening. And um, as we decided whether to do the SOC 2 assessment, we didn't really know maybe what the benefit of it was. Uh, in terms of how much it would shorten the delays. And, it's, and it's, it's not just for us. You know, you really have to think about the customers as well. They're sending these um, long uh, Excel spreadsheets with, you know, 450 questions. And then they have to go through those questions. And then they have to ask and say, well, I don't know, do we really believe them on this question and have to follow up and ask us? So for both the customer and ourselves, the delays were actually pretty significant. So I think for us, it has been a time saver, but it also has been a time saver for the customers as well. And then we just keep going back to it as well. It's a, it's a third, third party confirmed um, certification. So it's not just us sending it over and saying, yeah, we, we actually do wipe a computer when the um, employee leaves the company. We've actually had somebody audit that and show that we actually do do that. So I, I, I can't say enough how much time it saves for, for both parties. Yeah, really good point. I wish I had like a how much time we were spending and how much time we're not because it's been now long enough to where it's just like, oh, yeah, we're stuck to you. People are, it just moves on. Um, but it has definitely removed that barrier from our entire sales process. And from our team being able to say, yeah, we're SOC 2, they're like, oh, it's, it's almost like, okay, you guys are now at that level of business. You know, we, you know, we're a global company. So we have people in other countries that are like, what's SOC 2? So it is a US thing where a lot of people are like, hey, 
but there still are people that are like, well, that's the standard in the U.S. That'll work for us here in, say, Australia. Um, so they really understand how that works. Yeah. I mean, obviously, saving time is a huge benefit for both you and the customers. But what other benefits or outcomes have come from this certification? I mean, I, I was thinking I might just throw in on that one as well, because one of the things that I, I, I think about this was something else we did a while ago. And I think what we've been as a company is uh, and a leadership team has always worked on looking at the future and what we need to do now to kind of set us up for success. So uh, back in 2017, we went through a long effort to implement traction and the whole entrepreneurial operating system. We've talked about it in, in past uh, podcasts. And the fact that we did that earlier on in our existence made a huge difference because I know I've talked to people who have um, implemented traction at companies that are two, 300, 500 people. And it basically means they had to kind of rip the roots out of the company to implement that. I kind of think this is sort of the same way where when you're going through SOC 2 compliance, if you do that earlier, you get the DNA of the company working towards all of the different um, tests and um, requirements of SOC 2. So the company is now actually living it at an early stage. And as you grow up, you know, when you learn things as a three or four year old and you make those habits, they become habits for life. So I think that's really been uh, sort of the, the benefit and um, the outcome of getting this certification early is that now as new employees come on, they're hearing the buzzwords, they're hearing the things that we need to be doing uh, on a regular basis to continue with our certification and to continue to be the, those good stewards of the data and of the information we're collecting on behalf of our customers. Great. What can other businesses learn from our experience? Well, I'm going to add on that one too. I mean, I just think it's really, it's, it's the idea of, of, of starting early and it's scary. And we've talked about it took, a, a, took us a year to go through that process. It was a struggle. But I feel like it's something we did. We went through the, the, I might call it pain, but we came out the other side and we're looking back saying, we're really glad we did it. I think that pretty much everybody on leadership and everybody in the company is saying, we're really glad we did that. So if you're a young business and you're saying, man, we're looking at this, it costs a lot of cash to do it. I think it's worth the investment if you're a service organization that holds data on, on the behalf of, of your customers, I'd say go for it. For sure. I mean, we didn't have to do this. It wasn't, our business wasn't declining. It wasn't out of uh, fear. It was out of growth. And it was out of the looking out for our, our customers and what they felt. And then there is a little bit of selfish aspect of it. Obviously, you know, being able to say we are this, so we don't have to fill out those forms is good. But um, what they can learn is a get a gap company. <laughs> Don't try and do all of your assessments on an Excel or a, a Google Sheet. Really understand. Uh, you don't have to understand everything because if you get the right partners, like we had Vanta um, that was able to come in, and O Red Risk that was able to do the audit. If people that really understand what the process is and do it well, it makes it a lot. I'll use the word you used, Dylan, enjoyable <laughs> to go through this process. And those of you that are listening to this and that have been through this process, understand it's not truly enjoyable. But I say we we ended out at the end as, as good as we could. Lynn, anything? Yeah, no, I think I just want to echo Andy's point. Like, I think the don't wait until 
you can't close business because a custom, a company needs you to be SOC 2 compliant, try and get ahead of it. And th- that's kind of a hard thing for businesses to figure out is like, when's the right time. But if you're getting these, you know, security questionnaires from people and things like that, like that's the time to at least start thinking about it and at least start engaging with someone like a gap assessment analysis company, like Avanta or, you know, something like that to kind of like see, you know, how far away are we from this process and what, what would it take to just simplify it a lot earlier. Um, Cause yeah, like to Andy's point too, like once you put this in there, it's, it's in the DNA of the company and then you get extra benefits of like, you know, people on uh, who's doing uh, like, like Eduardo, for example, um, he comes to us with like security questions all the time or like b- business process questions, you know, and like, it's because he's gone through this process and it's in top of mind for him that he's looking out for the company. And that's really where you want to be. You don't want to wait until you have like layers and layers of an organization where then you have like a security department and they're the only ones that care about this stuff. And then it becomes like a battle between that department and everyone else trying to like do best practices, you know? Um, So yeah, do it early for sure. (laughs) Great. Well, thank you all for explaining what this process actually is, the benefits that you've seen and that it can actually be enjoyable. So uh, I think you're right, Andy. I don't think we've had this trio on before. So thank you all for being here. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks, Sarah. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you'd like to watch the video, please visit us at thereceptionist.com 